welcome to Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. Well, sisters, uh, last week was a fun, kind of different episode that we did Mm -hmm. where we got to answer questions that I just was reminiscing. That was fun, wasn't it? Thank you all Uh, for writing in questions, those people that did. Yeah, we appreciate that and keep sending those because Riley, we make Riley answer them, so... It's like really easy for Taylor and I because we don't have to do anything. Yeah, yeah, I have to do all the work. So thanks, guys. You should do that more often. Guys. I know, that's mm-hmm. good. We're just preparing you for the future mm-hmm. when you have to work much harder. Mm-hmm. And it's Thank not you. its not all just podcasting glory. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but our last the last question that a listener sent in last week had to do with talking to your parents about... Uh, sex and sexually transmitted infections and contraception and those kinds of things and how to have those conversations. And it got us thinking about something that has been in the news lately, like a, a current a current topic. A current teen event, if you will. Issue, yes. Issue. And that's been, there's been a lot of buzz, a lot of controversy surrounding Teen Vogue. I never thought I would say that sentence. <laughs> there's been a lot of controversy around Teen Vogue. I don't, I don't know if everybody's paying attention to Teen Vogue, but they are making some noise. They're, they're they leading the resistance. Them in the park department. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the unlikely heroes right now. <laughs> we never thought it would be Teen Vogue and the and the park rangers. <laughs> but this is what it has become. Gosh, I want that. I want to illustrate that superhero team. <laughs> but they're but they're fighting the good fight and trying to save humanity and. Uh, Teen Vogue, I didn't know much about until probably in the last, I don't know, six, eight months, something. I thought you were going to say like week. (laughs) No. Five minutes. Five minutes before this episode. I mean, really, I think because of how they have, a lot of their articles are now covering political things and current events that are in relation to kind of i think whatever side of the spectrum you're on it's fair to say that the political climate is tumultuous yeah and and they've been covering a lot of that in a very uh strongly opinionated way and and speaking out about issues that they feel are important for teenagers which is kind of a demographic that politically does not get recognized Mm -hmm. because you you guys largely can't vote well you can't vote (laughs) so i mean and and that's I think we've mentioned this even on the show before. That's a problem because you eventually, like, you will vote. And Next you... election, I will <laughs> be able to. Well, and the world that we are crafting for you with our votes and our elected officials is the one you will inherit and live in and work in and try to handle. Yeah. But nobody's talking to you. And I think Teen Vogue has a problem with that. And they're calling attention to it. And I think that's fascinating. Yeah. So... So now Teen Vogue is very important. Teen Vogue is important. And it's, it's still fun to read. They still have like, you know, some fun fun fashion tips in there too. <laughs> I assume because I have like a passing familiarity with, I, I guess it's it's Big Sister magazine. Vogue. I don't know. It's Mom magazine, <laughs> whatever, whatever you want to call it, Vogue. And I like I flipped through it in waiting rooms before and it seems like very intimidating beauty and fashion does that make you all vogue and make me teen vogue i don't know because uh. vogue is pretty out of i don't want to say they're out of touch but they're not they are not doing the same work that teen vogue is doing 
No, I that is my perception. Now I will I like I have said I'm the first to admit I do not regularly regularly read Vogue, mm-hmm. but when I have looked through it before, I've always thought, ah, well this is f- like beauty and fashion for rich people who are very now and very trendy and don't look anything like me. And this is fascinating to look at, but it's almost like I will have nothing to do. Like this world has nothing to do with me. I have, you know, this is not, it reminds me of like Zoolander. So, (laughs) so so I I have no connection to, to that, but I think Teen Vogue seems to be a whole other animal. Yeah. Yeah, It's for the teens of today. I think my concept is Vogue is just, uh, is just that one movie that's kind of based on Anna Wintour that's, uh, <laughs> and, and has Anne Hathaway and the bosses really mean. That's my entire knowledge. Something about turquoise. <laughs> it's like a really good speech about turquoise in it. That's, I don't know. I, I see this is the, the as as I've said before, the fashion world is something I, I knew nothing about anyway. The so. Devil Wears Prada. That was the movie. Yes, oh, exactly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but what I think is really interesting, other than that, obviously, like, adult Vogue is not doing what teen Vogue is doing. What's more fascinating is that my experience with teen magazines, and not when I say that, I I do mean teen magazine, but I mean all of the teen-oriented magazines, is not that they were politically motivated or uh, socially aware or trying to inform. Trying to accomplish anything other than like, here are some goofy quizzes about your crushes at right. school. Stories about, you know, bleeding on someone's car seat when you start your period and makeup tips. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I read a lot of those when I was a teenager. I re- yeah. I had, well, I didn't have subscriptions, but I would go buy from the drugstore mm-hmm. 17 or teen or YM. Hmm. I've never heard of that one before. You ever hear YM? Mm-mm. Yeah, it was either like Young and Modern. <laughs> young or Miss, was that it? Young Miss. Yeah. I think it, I think throughout, because, and you, this is something that in in preparing for this episode, I, I, was, I was curious. I was like, how old are those magazines? Did they come out when we were teens or how old are they? So those three magazines we just named, 17, Teen, and YM, they, 17 came out in like the 40s. I was wow. going to say, I read 17 when I was in, like, elementary school. YM came out in, like, the 30s, and teen dates back to, like, the 50s. I think I have those. Anyway, they're they're super old, is my point. Man. Those magazines have been around a long time. So yeah. I think through the years, YM has changed what the Y and the M stood for. <laughs> well, but you can imagine that they were very different when they started, and their evolution has, I don't know, been slower, maybe, than yeah. Teen Vogue. Well, and I think, uh, I mean, I think that in the past, like definitely the magazines, the teen magazines we grew up with said, it's not even that they were apolitical. It's, I think that they were very much indoctrinating young women into a very set kind of femaledom. Like it was, yep. I think there was a lot of dangerous, not dangerous, well, yeah, dangerous stuff there. There are articles about losing weight and like, you know, like how to get a man and just like, you know, like. <laughs> Why you're not getting a man? Other things you can do to get men. It was. It was not like it was. Uh, it was very much like this is how these. This is how you be the, a woman. This is everything you need. And it was all kind of fluffy garbage. Yeah, exactly. Which, it's weird because, for one thing, those those concepts like when you think about that for a teenager, like the idea that Riley would be reading an article about how to get a man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> When when I think about that as an adult, I think you're a 
sorry, you're a kid, you're a teenager. Yeah. You don't, like, why is this on your radar? Yeah. You don't need to get anyone. You know, that's not, like, just be you mm-hmm. and then figure out what you want out of life and go get those things eventually. But why would we be putting pressure on teenage women? Because these were are aimed at girls largely. I mean, that they, they were. Mm-hmm. Why would we be putting pressure on teenage girls to find a man <laughs> when they're 12 when they're 12 when they're you know you got like 12 and 13 year olds reading these magazines and so it's funny because a lot of what we're going to talk about is how these these articles in teen vogue today are seen as like too mature or that's not okay this this is not what our te- we don't want our teenagers reading this stuff but yet we're okay with like telling our teenage daughters of the 90s like here's how to lose 10 pounds and get a man that's right. okay yeah. Well, they were more like, I think that at that time they were more just sort of slightly less mature versions of the same, of the Cosmopolitans that our mothers were reading. You know, it was sort of the same right. stuff. I mean, it was kind of like, you know, it's like playing house or, or like playing dolls. And then your magazine sort of let you play adult woman. It's just, <laughs> it's just sort of like, oh, you know, like what, Cosmopolitan is all the same stuff. It's just a little bit more like sexual like how to please a man 10 new ways to please a man 50 new ways to please a man <laughs> whose job is it any thank you whose job is it to come up with that <laughs> so many i feel sorry for that person whose job it is it's like that's that's Rhonda. her her job is to sit in that room over there and come up with new ways to please a man so for Teen Magazine. <laughs> Naked burrito party. Please man. I don't know. We're not, we've been doing this for a long time. Now, I don't really want to eat burritos naked, but a burrito party sounds like a way a to please me. Like, like, like I would burritos be... naked because it's sexy, but oh. it's also burritos. That's the Those are things that men like, right? I don't know. I, don't... Okay. I never read the list. So right? I just want a food party. Does it have to be naked? Just... <laughs> I would rather not make burritos naked because making burritos can get kind of sloppy. Yeah. They get kind of messy. Yeah. I don't want to just have I like, a, like a nice like <laughs> pizza party. <laughs> but everyone's wearing clothes. <laughs> <laughs> just eating Sm- pizza. Smiles is their patented advice on how to get a man. <laughs> um, pizza party. Where everybody's wearing clothes. <laughs> Clothing required pizza parties. <laughs> Clothing is not an option. <laughs> Meaning you have to wear it, you not the other way around. Yeah, we do We do insist on that. Pizza can get messy too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really want to get food on me is what I'm saying. That's my thing. If you like it, go for it. But so I would rather. Not, can you not eat food without spilling it on you? <laughs> well, I mean, I can. Do I often <laughs> is a whole other issue. Yeah. I just don't want to get like like guacamole all over me can you imagine like you all made fun of me for the diva cup and not wanting to spill my blood everywhere (laughs) and sydney's just like eating like one chip with a little bit guacamole on it and all of a sudden her entire shirt is covered like oh no i just think i prefer to eat clothes and that's my personal preference and that's fine no that's fine that's fine I, I, <laughs> I think we all agree that that's fine. Yeah, I don't uh, think that's good. what we're talking about anymore. I'm glad we had that debate. <laughs> now we know. That, that we can all agree that 
we all would like to eat our clothes clothed or oh. eat our food clothed. Now, these are these stories that we're coming up with, uh, the things that this generates are exactly the kind of stories you would have found in the teen magazines of old. Mm-hmm. I was at a pizza party and then I accidentally got a piece of pizza stuck to me and it was on my butt and I walked around the pizza party <laughs> with a piece of pizza stuck to the back of my jean shorts. And then the, my crush was like, is that pizza on your butt? And I was like, oh my gosh. And it was so embarrassing. Yeah. These were the kinds of stories you read in, in the old. I mean, but seriously, that was a, like. Let's think about that. And, and I don't know if those still those weird, embarrassing stories in the end of the magazines. I'm, I'm sure they're still in like the seventeens and the teen magazines. Mm-hmm. But that's a weird psychology there. Like, what it? Because I would read them too, and it's like so. It's teen girls sharing their most like humiliating, mortifying moments, and like. Was it? Is it Schadenfreude? Does it make you feel good to see that other people have just royally screwed up? <laughs> or is it like, oh, other people sometimes spill guacamole on themselves too? I didn't know. <laughs> I feel so much better now. Somebody they used else to got terrify a me. Stuck to their head. I mean, like there were period scary stories they would tell that were just whole sections of like bleeding on various like white items that, that they were it was largely yeah they were largely menstrual related stories i'll never forget the one where some girl was wearing like a long skirt and she was on an escalator and she said it got caught and then her entire skirt just ripped off and all of a sudden she was in her underwear in the middle of the mall like oh no does that is, does that happen that's what i remember that story because i remember thinking i can never wear a long skirt ever because then i'm just gonna end up half naked in the mall <laughs> <laughs> Was it just, it's just uh, like fear mongering? Just m- more things to be afraid of that you would yeah. never know? Because then you can't go to any well, any of Sydney's parties because you have to be clothed to go to them. <laughs> so you can't go if you're skirted off in the Only if we're eating wall. food. <laughs> no, but that, well, you say that. And I, I mean, I think part of it, the, I think if you were to ask, like, why did you include these stories? You'd probably get an answer, like you said, Tay, which is, well, this way you know that like we all do embarrassing, silly stuff sometimes and it's no big deal and like we'll laugh about it and then we'll move on and we're capable of lots of great things too, so don't worry. Like I, I think there's certainly that element. But I mean I think the other part of it is that the whole the whole magazines were kind of telling you how to look right and act right and be right whatever right was. Like right. here here's your guide to being a real teen girl and here it is and I think part of that is kind of making you afraid of being the outcast making you afraid of being the one who is different Mm -hmm. I don't I don't remember and I'm sure that this changed as the as times changed and like styles evolved and we've talked a lot about the idea that being the like the the nerd chic thing being Mm -hmm. different being independent is is cooler than it used to be whereas back in the day you wanted to look like everybody like yeah. this was the look this was the nail polish this was the lip gloss do it be part of the crowd um but i think that part of it is a lot of pressure that being afraid of not being in there i definitely remember i would read as like early middle school late elementary school like 12 13 years old i would get like a tiger beat or a bot magazine or a <laughs> 17 magazine when i was going back to school shopping and it was like I that was I can always remember the back to school editions that were like here are all mm-hmm. the new trendy clothes you need this fall and all the best school supplies and how to uh, look like a new person after summer and win your crush on the first day of school. <laughs> and I remember looking at those and being like, well, these are all the clothes I need to buy. That is good to know before I go back to school shopping because I will get all these trends. 
It really was true. And that's what I was looking back at old teen magazine covers, like, and, and articles to get an idea of like, what were we reading back then? Mm-hmm. And that's really like a lot of them are about that. It's what to do with your hair and, um, well, this is Diary of a Nose Job. That's something different. But Vintage <laughs> Shopping Secrets, 10 Reasons Guys Dump You. Oh, okay. That's not nice. a very This good is from one. like 97, 98. From 98. Uh, there's Prom Cool Glam Hair. Here's how to get your glam hair for prom. That's Again, good to know. a lot of them are about guys. A lot. Of, oh, Boy Behavior, Understanding the Things They Do. This is from like 94. A lot of. All the, uh, all the girls on the front are wearing um, overalls. <laughs> They were very in back in the night. There was like a moment where denim overalls were everywhere. Yeah. Are they back? They're pretty, they're pretty back. Well, they have some overalls. Everything comes around. Um, eat and lose. This diet works. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I want my teen focusing on, mm-hmm. eating and losing weight. Um, Even that the wording in that is eat and lose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's terrible. It's terrible. And lots of like guy profiles. Like here's one on Gavin Rossdale. <laughs> here's... There, there are tons of these, like, they call them the Leo files, and it's just like, here's your update on Leonardo DiCaprio. He's like eating some pasta. He's Leo walking a dog. Here's him wearing a choker, because he was always wearing a choker back then. Now, I will he say, so cool. we're talking about the issues with these magazines, and there definitely were a lot. Mm-hmm. I agree, looking back on them. But I also remember always getting those new cool posters to tear out of my tiger beat of, like, the cast of High School Musical or Cole and Dylan Sprouse <laughs> and being able to put them up on my wall and have people come over and be like, well, you got a poster of Zac Efron? I'd be like, yeah, I did. <laughs> well, and I, I mean, you know, not to like, like, you know, vilify all of this content because, no, I don't think we should write articles for teen girls about losing weight. I think that right. that's a bad message. But yeah. right. teen girls want to, I mean, do a lot of teen girls want pull out pictures do a lot of teenagers not just girls what pull out pictures of attractive actors yes of course you yes. do. that's what you're into yes. do sure. people want articles on nail polish and and makeup and hair and cool trends of course that's going to sell i think it's more that that was what it was like it was it was no more than that and it was very specific like cindy was saying one idea of being a young woman right yeah. like i think i've just i've just scrolled past 10 articles about frizzy hair like i mean <laughs> this was really like it this is the focus uh, uh it was either about getting a guy get get gorgeous that's the title of this one uh-huh. get gorgeous mm-hmm. talking to guys and then like profiles on not just like the the guy like again it, this is all very gendered because i think it was aimed at a very it was a very gendered time so mm-hmm. they're aimed yeah. at like wanting to be like these girls and wanting to get these guys so here's you know like i said a leo file and then also a special issue on tiffany amber theason or alicia silverstone so that you can learn all of the or jennifer aniston Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there you go from (laughs) riley somebody that you'll know Mm -hmm. um here here's uh someone you probably envy and we think you want to look like here's the shoes they like here's the nail polish they like here's their how to get their perfect hairstyle whatever um yeah, that I mean that was it. Like in the and they occasionally I do remember as time went on having some like concept even before it existed of like body positive. Mm-hmm. Like I remember those kinds of articles starting to happen where it would be like love yourself, love your body the way it is. But I mean, I can remember reading articles like that and then flipping the page and there's an ad in there with, you know, airbrushed super skinny beautiful models 
And then an article about like being you when you go back to school and that's how you'll make all your friends. And then it's like an article on, you know, the best celebrities (laughs) that are all like gorgeous. The 15 beauty products you definitely need. Yeah. (laughs) Which has always been like the cognitive dissonance in those kinds of things aimed at young women, I think, is that we we do lip service to this love yourself, embrace yourself, you're you're perfect the way you are. But none of the images in those magazines ever reflected that Mm -hmm. because there was a very specific body type that was celebrated. There was a very specific, you know, facial type and hairstyle and everything that was celebrated and you didn't see images that matched that Mm -hmm. idea like love the way you look love the way you are yeah that was not yeah which i mean that's a criticism of all media not just teen magazines but we've talked about this before i mean the beauty industry needs you to be insecure to need it to exist like that's just yeah you know (laughs) it's we're gonna look at fashion magazine and and tell it not to sell us anything it's just, just, but you just have to know. You have to know the mechanism behind what you're staring at, and teenagers are not necessarily going to, you know. No. Mm-hmm. The the only thing I will say for those magazines, and I'm assuming they still do this today, they would put out, and I never bought this stuff because I, I mean, we've talked about this. For me, makeup was very functional, like cover my zits and dark circles, but they used to have these spreads on different makeup. And it was usually by, I feel like, Hard Candy, which always sounded, like, yeah. aesthetically pleasing to me. And it would be, like, puddles of different colors of <laughs> nail polish. Yeah. Like, here are all the new metallic shades that are in. And I always found those so aesthetically pleasing. Absolutely. Like, to look at a page of, here's a bunch of, like, they would chop off the tips of lipsticks mm-hmm. and put them there. And, like, here's some, like, crumbled eyeshadow powders. And then here's puddles of nail polish. I never bought it. But I can see where that would have affected people in you know into going to the store and purchasing them because mm-hmm. they're very, they're very effective to look and go oh that looks so pretty in that puddle so let's <laughs> get it and put it on our nails i guess surely it would look good on my nails yeah. and then everyone will like me i definitely think there's something too though i mean all these magazines you know had the quizzes in them about like what kind of this are you or what character from this are you or mm-hmm. what kind of boy is is your dream boy or something like that yeah and i always liked the ones that was like find your your makeup type and take this quiz and (laughs) here's all this makeup you can buy or like find your fashion icon and here's all the clothes you can get that match her like either taylor swift or selena gomez (laughs) or miley cyrus but like uh, it feels like making it personal to you i guess is Mm -hmm. i mean that's i would try to fashion myself after what I got in those quizzes it's like wow and this quiz I got I was most like Taylor Swift and she's my favorite it's like now I gotta dress like her and here's the makeup she's wearing and I'm gonna buy all that well it's clever we all love to think and talk about ourselves yeah and quizzes are a great way to allow you to do that (laughs) (laughs) those are my favorite parts of magazines and like you know I think dressing you the way that you want to be seen is a very natural human impulse i think that that's sure that's different than being sold a package and saying this is what you need to be to be right and so i think that you know that that's 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 always going to be fun and i think that's good for everybody to sort of find their best visual you but that's a very different thing exactly exactly yeah well i want to talk more about why teen vogue is causing so much controversy now Mm -hmm. but before we do that let's check the group message well, we have a couple sponsors to tell you about this week on the group message. We do. That's right. 
first of all, we want to tell you about HelloFresh, which is a wonderful service that we have uh, told you about before. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Still Buffering is supported in part by HelloFresh, the meal kit delivery service dedicated to making cooking fun, easy, and convenient, which it does because they deliver right to your house, a box of all the ingredients you need for Mm -hmm. delicious meals with easy to follow instructions. And you can cook them by yourself or with your sisters. Yeah. Or your brothers. Never done that before. Or your friends. But I mean, or your parents. Yeah. Or your enemies. And then be new friends. Bond over the food you've Bond. just created yeah. together. Any or your frenemies. Yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you can <laughs> you can cook these food these foods with anybody because they're delicious and they're easy to do. And you can make meals like uh crispy top parmesan chicken or southwestern steak tacos or turkey chile chiles relenos. Can I say that right? What else can we make, Tay? You've got some veggie options. Yeah, well, I'm a big fan of the the veggie boxes. And, uh, like, this week they've got up a sweet potato and black bean taco with avocado crema and cilantro. They look amazing, and I I want them right Mm -hmm. now. I'm going to just leave the podcast (laughs) and go make myself tacos. So, sorry. This is your fault, HelloFresh. And that was the end of Still Buffering. (laughs) That is the end of the podcast. Yeah. They've got grilling cheeseburgers, and it's literally like the burger is all cheese. Like that's a that's a brilliant concept. They're they're innovating at HelloFresh. I actually I'm not a vegetarian, but I do appreciate uh, that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so uh, each week, HelloFresh creates new delicious recipes. Like I said, step by step instructions designed to take around thirty minutes for everybody, whether you're a novice or a seasoned home cook. Short on time, all for less than ten dollars a meal, and all delivered to your doorstep in a special insulated box for free. Now, Riley, if our listeners want to get this, what should they do? Uh, if you want thirty dollars off your first week of deliveries, which is a lot, and that's crazy, then visit HelloFresh.com and enter promo code STILLBUFFERING30. All one word. That is HelloFresh.com and enter the promo code STILLBUFFERING30 for thirty dollars off your first week of deliveries. Uh, we have another sponsor to tell you about this week. This actually fits in really well. It does. With our with, with our, our topic. Yeah. That's right. We want to t- tell you about Texture, texture.com. And uh, te- so we like magazines. We've been talking a lot about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether you like only teen-oriented magazines or maybe magazines that aren't just about teenagers. That actually tell you about like actual things. Uh, they keep us informed and they give us inspiration and they make us laugh. And... They're great, but it's hard to get access to a lot of them without going to the drugstore and buying all kinds of magazines, Mm -hmm. and Texture has solved that problem for you. They have. Yeah, you can get access to all of your favorite magazines in one place on your tablet or phone uh, with the Texture app. So it's easy to find the articles that you want to read, and they will give you daily recommendations and videos and exclusive features that you're not going to get in the magazine itself because they're interactive and they can't do that in a magazine (laughs) there are so many options i mean i personally enjoy teen vogue and 17 that they both have on texture um that we've been talking about this week that's right we've talked about things like national geographic taylor i know you're a big fan of that absolutely that you can get uh there's all kinds of different different uh magazines that you can have access to uh, and for normally, the price is nine ninety nine a month, and you get over 200 magazines. And that's crazy. So that's, that's a, a great, lot of mags. That's a great bargain. But right now, they're offering a special free trial. Do you want to tell them about the special free trial, Ty? Yeah. Uh, so right now, Texture is offering our listeners a 14-day free trial. Uh, when you go to texture.com uh, slash still buffering. So that's 14 days to try Texture for free. You get all of those rad magazines to read for free. 
using uh, the uh, go to texture.com backslash still buffering. All right. So as we have been talking about, Teen Vogue is doing something very different than the teen magazines of yore. Although I should mention, and Riley, you already said like 17 17 is another magazine you can get on texture Mm -hmm. so obviously those magazines still exist i I think i read that most of them are available online mainly Mm -hmm. but i think like 17 still does a monthly paper issue as well Mm -hmm. Um, i used to be subscribed get it in the mail every month yeah Hmm. but uh but teen vogue caused a lot of controversy recently i'd say this has been the biggest thing recently that why everybody's talking about them because uh, they publish articles periodically on sexual education. So they, they already do this. This is part of, again, I'm not like a common reader, but my understanding is that they have a series mm-hmm. on, you know, knowing about sex and knowing how to keep yourself safe. And so recently in that series, they did an article on anal sex, on how kind of the questions people are afraid to ask and how to protect yourself and keep yourself safe while doing this. And this has caused quite the uproar on the internet Mm -hmm. i've seen lots of videos of moms yelling at cameras and throwing their copies of teen vogue into (laughs) large fire pits you know anytime you're burning print media i think just don't right like historically yeah print media is already kind of like not not thriving great just maybe help it out a little like also as a a visual symbol it's a bad one The, the connotation of burning things that you don't like is I think always bad. Yeah. Like here, Especially here's some books. free speech that I don't enjoy. I'm gonna burn I'm gonna it. Burn it. There, there's a lot of stuff out there that's written that I don't like. I don't burn it. No. I just don't read it. Yeah, I'm, I'm never gonna you... burn Fifty Shades of Grey. I'm never gonna buy it. <laughs> there were a lot of moms saying, "Go buy all the copies of Teen Vogue from all of your local, you know, gas stations and WalMarts." But like, you're just you're buying them still. Yeah. Well, I know. I love spending that. money on them. Because Teen Vogue's probably like, <laughs> yeah, do it. Do it. On anal sex every month. Keep buying us to keep us out of your gas stations and stores. Okay. We'll just keep publishing it. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. They're going to just change the nose. name of their magazine to anal sex. And it's going to sell Oh. We, lo- we love things we love, but we love things we hate even more. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the I think the, controver- the controversy has multiple layers, and I'm not going to dissect all the reasons people are so angry about this. Uh, I mean, uh, people will say, like, largely, generally speaking, I think they're just saying this is too mature. We shouldn't be telling kids about this, um, which I-, I think the rebuttal to that is if you think teens aren't having sex. Right. Where where have you been? Yeah. I mean, we talked about that last week, talking about, you know, if you just want to believe that it's not happening and not educate your kids, then they'll be, you know, in trouble whenever it does happen because yeah. it will. Well, I mean, that- I mean it, for most people, you know, sex isn't part of everyone's experience, obviously, uh, for asexual people, this, you know, this isn't part of their future. But mm-hmm. for a lot of people, sex is going to happen at some mm-hmm. point in their life. So... Yeah, and I mean, this is like, you know, like, abstinence-only sex ed programs tend to be super, like, the worst things as far as preventing teen pregnancy and, like, you know, STDs. Like, the information matters. It's it's important. And, yeah, you can't just pretend, like, this isn't happening. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my 
my health class in middle school at our private school was just an abstinence only education that we got it was just don't do it how many and i was just sitting there going what am i not doing <laughs> like what what goes on like for a curriculum for abstinence only because that seems like kind of a one beat lesson like do they just like go stds don't have sex stds you're gonna get pregnant and die don't have sex <laughs> I was gonna say there was a lot of you're gonna get pregnant there was a lot of you're gonna get some disease that's going to kill you mm-hmm. um and don't do it and again i was probably probably one of the only kids in that class that was like what am i not doing <laughs> well and i think i think what what they're hitting on with articles like this because i think there's twofold and, and we it, we'd be remiss to not mention the obvious which is this first of all it it is very outdated and discriminatory to think of sex like with a capital S that there is something that is sex and that it only means a penis and a vagina. That's a very outdated concept for some people for depending on your orientation. When we're talking about anal sex, we're just talking about sex. Mm -hmm. And so to say that this is too mature, but an article that would inform people about vaginal sex is fine. I mean, that's just homophobic and discriminatory. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, so so let's let's get that out there. Like, and you can pretend all you want that that's not what you're saying, but you have to acknowledge that you're saying that if you're criticizing the article for that. Yeah. So if if you're going to remove that level from it and say, well, I just don't think kids should learn about sex. Okay, the problem with that is that I remember as far back as when all oh, back back in the '90s, when I was in middle school, there were a lot of my friends who thought, well. I'm not allowed to have sex that way, like intercourse, but there are all these other things we can do. They don't count. (laughs) They don't count because they're not the same thing and they're not dangerous because I can't get pregnant. So it's totally fine. And also that awful gross concept of, and I'm still a virgin if I just, which again has so many gross social connotations Mm -hmm. I can't stand but people have been doing this stuff for a long time and and kids don't know the implications they don't know the risks they don't know that there are still you know sexually transmitted infections that you can get and things like that and articles to acknowledge it and inform teens on it are vital and wouldn't you say Sid like as far as like ways of having sex that you might need a little bit of extra information on to do it safely anal sex is up there on the list just as far as you you need a bit more going in than other kinds of sex and and i think that for for things like that it'd be great if all parents and kids or kids and teachers or whatever had the kind of relationship where you could like walk up to your mom or dad or (laughs) i don't know aunt or uncle or your your grandparent your health teacher whoever and say i want to ask you questions about this because I think it's something I may engage in someday or maybe not. I just want to know about it. And how do I do this safely? And what, like, I have questions. R- Riley's, like, cringing as you I said, say this. That you said grandparent. It just made me imagine <laughs> no, asking our grandparents. Okay, you know, in a perfect world. <laughs> hey, I'm Grandma, just saying. Want to talk about some male sex? I got some questions. <laughs> sure, I'm just cool saying. Teen. Let me tell you all about it. <laughs> cool, Grandma. 
<laughs> did you just say cool grandma is the tune of the hot pocket I hot did, pocket but I definitely did <laughs> cool grandmas also have hot pockets so there's that too they wear sunglasses and eat hot pockets and tell you about anal sex. <laughs> hot pockets is trying to get cool on some grandma. of that good good teen vogue money they want to get in with the cool teens cool grandmas <laughs> Man, I want a hot pocket right now. Um, but <laughs> but I think I think that it's unrealistic to expect, especially in your teen years. Like Riley, could could you ever, if you really, and I'm 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 not asking you to share details about what you wonder about or think about. All I'm saying is, if you really had questions about something like that, something very specific sexually, would you feel a hundred percent comfortable going to no one. mom or dad or me or Taylor or anybody no and one. just saying it out loud? No. I want the deep. G- give me the details on. I want the deets. No, never. Right. So, but if Teen Vogue published a well-written, you know, well-researched, helpful, like you know, based in health and safety and you know, guidelines of how to take care of yourself, if they published an article like that, you might read it. Yeah. Well, I, I so have questions great <laughs> that's probably one of the things that is making people so mad is that you put an article like this in a teen magazine and it's saying this is for teens and teens see that and go oh this is not some evil bad thing that i shouldn't know about it's in this thing that's made for me that's mm-hmm. why it's effective but I, that's why people are freaking out <laughs> mm-hmm. but i see i think that kind of thing is so is so critical to have sources of accurate information because if you just go google any of these topics don't first of all <laughs> certainly don't if you're at work well yeah <laughs> or school <laughs> but but i mean if you go google any of these things who knows what kind of information you're going to get some of it's helpful some of it definitely isn't you, you need like a trusted source where you're going to get accurate information that if if you really want to know now i still think what comes with that is like if you have an open relationship with your kid and you're constantly encouraging them like you know I understand that you're going to think and wonder and and want to do some of these things maybe but like I still would like you to talk to me about it so that I can help you be safe and we can talk about what's the best decision for you I'm your best sounding board for that I still think that's great and you should mm-hmm. encourage that but if your kids want to then go read about the specifics somewhere else I think that's okay too if yeah. it's I mean, because you can read Teen Vogue, too. That's a great thing. Parents, get it. Read it. You don't have to, like, show your teen badge whenever you buy it to show that (laughs) you're definitely a teen. No, you're over 18. Sorry, you can't purchase that material. Uh, Well, it seems like in that sense it can be a useful tool because I was definitely a kid that never, ever would have been comfortable talking to my parents. And I'm sure some parents would never, ever feel comfortable talking to their kids. But this is a bridge where it's like, so I got you a subscription to Teen Vogue. I think it'd be cool if you read it, child of mine. There's lots of information you need. I highlighted some articles that I'd definitely like you to read. <laughs> Here you go. Gonna leave you alone. Well, exactly. That's the nice thing about it is that this isn't, it isn't like a secret app that we don't know about yet and Riley's known about for like six months already and already yeah. thinks is, is totally over and we're just now finding out and going, what? Um, which, by the way, Justin sent you an invitation to house party. Did he really? Yeah, I told him about that app and he sent you an invitation because he thought it'd be funny. <laughs> um, but like, it's not one of the, it's not secret. It's easily available. And if your kid's going to read it, like we'll say, I would like to see what you're reading. That's fine. You read it too. And then if there's stuff in there that you think, you know what, as a parent, I'd like to provide you more context for this. 
Well, you should be doing that with everything that your kid ingests. I mean, I say that as a parent of a toddler. I don't let her watch or read anything without knowing what it is. And if I think it needs to be put in a context, like, let's talk about this, why these characters are doing this and why they feel this way and that kind of thing. And I do that for cartoons. I was going to say about, like, why they're sharing their toys and <laughs> I do I do that like I mean and sometimes more serious things like that there's a great episode on Dia de los Muertos on Elena of Avalor and they deal with death I think it's very powerful but I talked about it with her because I thought this is a heavy thing for a three-year-old to be watching <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put it in context so like if you have fears you know talk about it mm-hmm. say like do you want to talk about that article you read I mean, if you're asking me, the answer is probably 100 times out of 10, no. <laughs> but <laughs> but I still. Think, I think, like, when you react like that, like, if mom came to you and said, I noticed that in this Teen Vogue you read, it had some articles on these things. Uh-huh. Like, is this anything you want to talk about? Is this anything that you're scared, like, you're having questions or you're scared or you're worried or you're feeling pressured or it's just something you've been thinking about? Is If this is ever something, like, we could talk about it. I know it's uncomfortable, but, like, that's part of my job and I'm here and I'll talk to, you know, we can talk about it. Like, would that offend you? It wouldn't offend me. Again, I'd probably be like, I'm good. I don't need it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, we're fine. Um, but it wouldn't offend me. So there you go. And, it, and at least it opens the door so that if you ever did, you know, mom's not going to ground you for I think asking to a comfortably question. have that kind of conversation, I need, like, a confessional sort of situation <laughs> set up. Where uh, I can't see her, she can't see me, <laughs> she can't talk about it after I leave. <laughs> I love the idea of Riley sitting in a reality TV show style confessional. No, like a church confessional. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like the like the wall in between. I'm thinking you can like only hear their voices. Big Brother. <laughs> no, Just well that too. Go to a church and be like, so we need to borrow your little boxy thing over here for like 20 minutes. I gotta have a ghost conversation with my mom. Is that cool? <laughs> I really don't want to involve the priest in this. No, we don't need the no, priest. Just, my just mom, name please. a mom. We just need the, the magical little sin divider or whatever that is. <laughs> Man. That would be easier. I'd also, I'd feel comfortable asking, like, my doctor. Like, if I was at a doctor's appointment. And mm-hmm. I know I'm at the age where my doctor asks, you know, is there anything you want to talk about? And you're like, your mom, leave. Just you and me. And I think that's also a good place. I mean, they can't tell your parents anything that you ask if you don't want them to Mm -hmm. if you want to tell them stuff that you necessarily don't want your mom knowing or ask them questions you wouldn't feel comfortable asking your mom or your dad or your cool grandma um you know ask your doctor yeah talk to you about it sydney you're a doctor you know that i i encourage i encourage my teen patients to do that constantly to talk to me about that stuff now i will say that will it is not it is, it is not like that. It is very often, let me not use a double negative. It is very often that I will, after our conversation, encourage them to also voice some of these things to their parents. But right. you're right. I don't go tell their parents. Yeah. I just encourage them. If I think it's something that they would benefit from talking to their parents about. Right. But you're right. And I'm always happy to answer those questions. And it is never awkward or uncomfortable for me in the slightest. Um, Riley knows that and hates it. Yep. <laughs> I ne- I'm never bothered to talk about it, and I'm I'm certainly not with my patients. So I think you're, that's a great point. Your doctor is a great resource for this stuff. Yeah. Well, um, you know, in this, like, we're talking on the as far as the the information regarding sex that Teen Vogue is good is is good for. But I, a lot of the the press they've gotten in the past year is also for being very political. 
Mm-hmm. They've done, I mean, I, I think it's fascinating. Like I found this, uh, it's a, a list of the most popular articles from last year on Teen Vogue. And I, I just find this fascinating. Like the first article is Donald Trump gaslighting America. Like it's about Donald Trump. The second one is how to apply glitter nail polish the right way. <laughs> uh, the, the third one is Netflix arrivals for October 2016. That's a good one. Uh-huh. Uh, the fourth one is about Mike Pence's record on reproductive and LGBTQ rights. Um, and the fifth <laughs> one is on dark marks and acne scars. Like, <laughs> so there you go. There's teens of today for you wrapped up in five statements. That's it. But what what are teens into? Now you know. Well, that's. I think it's, you know, it's it's great to use the vehicle of stuff that teens are already going to want to read about and and kind of recognize their intelligence to a higher level like yes we're giving you the articles on glitter nail polish we're also giving you articles on politics we're also giving you articles on sexual education it's it's actually recognizing them as as whole creatures and not just like you know the the things that we're comfortable with teenagers being it's it's also you know what i like about it too is that we and we've kind of mentioned this peripherally these magazines often were designed largely around selling you things like they didn't yeah. tell you what what clothes and makeup you should wear because it, they were doing you a favor. <laughs> they told you because they wanted you to go buy them. Mm-hmm. And these are and I mean I still that's still part of it, but these other articles are not trying to sell you something. No. Yeah. Um and and that's that's nice because too often the only way that we engage with teens from like a consumer media standpoint is what do you want to buy? Oh okay, we'll cater to that. Mm-hmm. And this is this is like, what do you think? What do you feel? What are you concerned about? And let me give you some information to help you make those. Because otherwise, like you become 18 and we let you vote and you don't. Do you know what you're doing? Do no. you know what you're voting on? Do you know? You <laughs> no, know, importantly, I mean, you, we've got to don't vote. I mean, teenagers have a have a history mm-hmm. of, of being a low voter turnout. So it's good that we're trying to make politics a thing that they should care about or whatever side you fall on. Exactly. So that you know what you're, I mean, so often, we've talked about this before, so often a teenager will say like, well, I'll just vote whatever my parents do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, maybe that's what you really believe and feel, but have you thought about it? Do you know what your parents are doing or why they're voting the way they're voting? Have you ever had that conversation? No, mm-hmm. but maybe Teen Vogue could help you think about what you care about i mean i'm looking at you were talking about articles you would see on the covers of these old magazines and Mm -hmm. i'm looking at some of the most recent covers from teen vogue specifically and i mean they have one that's called smart girls speak up and it has an article in it from michelle obama and it's all about um an article called the new faces of feminism 21 influential young people under the age of 21 funny girls doing stand-up i mean it's all about I mean, they also on these same covers have like next level skin hats, (laughs) but I mean, they're more featured. It's on, you know, being your own person and being a a woman in today's society. Sure. That means so much more than pretty nail polish. Which is something that I think is recognizing the radical idea that women are people and not just these, you know, automatons that like... What makeup should I wear? <laughs> mm-hmm. What is the hairstyle of today? <laughs> what is the glam prom look I want? Like it, it's, that is it, important. And those and if those are important <laughs> to you, that's totally fine. 
but those aren't important to all women right and so a magazine that says you know what because it is it's still i think aimed at women yeah i mean certainly you know we're moving into a time where hopefully things will be aimed at people (laughs) and not at this binary old-fashioned idea of what a man is and what a woman is but uh but they're still kind of aimed at women and like recognizing that when i was a teenager again i liked looking at those puddles of nail polish but i was never going to buy them and i really didn't care what was popular so like a magazine that would have talked to me about you know how to be successful or funny or smart or like other women i would admire an essay from hillary clinton Oh, man, I would have read that magazine. I would have subscribed and subscribed and read that magazine all the time. Mm-hmm. But that didn't exist for me. Yeah. Well, and that, those things were, I mean, even if they did exist, they were separate. You know, it's I think it's the brilliance of blending, the, you know, the end that's more traditional femininity with things that are, are not gendered. Things about politics and, you know, health and your emotional landscape. It means that it's not like okay i can go here for girl stuff and i can go here for real stuff it's like i can go here for stuff that i might be interested in and i get exposed to the whole array of it right and you know i know that that's different than what a lot of us i mean i'm a i'm a parent i think i'm on probably the younger end of the parental spectrum that's upset about this stuff (laughs) Mm -hmm. i'm not i mean i'm not upset about it but you know what i mean like i think a lot of the parents who are upset about it are are older than me um but that being said i didn't grow up with this either i don't find the change upsetting i find it welcome if you're older than me it might seem scary or upsetting because it's it feels like a different world but it's not a different world it's the world we've lived in for a very, very long time. It's just acknowledging that. Yeah. It's just, it's telling the truth about it instead of pretending that here's what girls are and here's what boys are and here's what they like and here's what they don't like and they never do these things Yeah. until we say it's okay. I mean, like that was all a lie and we recognize that now, mm-hmm. which allows for us to take better care of ourselves. Yeah. yeah. So, so thanks so. New Teen Magazines for being, you know, cool keep pushing those those envelopes whatever the online equivalency is digital envelope (laughs) the digital envelope if you will (laughs) absolutely absolutely um in ways that even some of the bigger like well-known media publications and things online tv paper whatever are are not always doing so yeah um well thank you sisters this was fun. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> you got through it, right? Uh, <laughs> we talked about it. I you made it through. <laughs> I promise you this would not be like in a, uh, an entire episode about that. It would not be in you depth did. on that. You I did. know. Um, but thank you for listening. Uh, if you like our show, you should go to MaximumFun.org and check out all of the other podcasts on our wonderful parent network. Um, you can email us if you have questions or comments or thoughts about any of our episodes uh, at stillbuffering at maximumfun.org you can tweet at us at stillbuff if you have a second to rate and review us on iTunes that's always appreciated thank you and tell a friend if you think they would like our show or a cool grandma (laughs) cool grandma share share our show we have a you know a great thing would be the best of episode that riley recently put together for us yeah we, we shouldn't we should have acknowledged that riley put that whole episode together I, I yeah did. we didn't do that's anything. a great 
We really didn't. <laughs> she did the whole thing. But that's like a great kind of sample of our show. So maybe share that with yeah. a friend if you feel so inclined. And thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby Change Your Mind. This has been Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I am a teenager. And I was too. <laughs> you sing that all day. <laughs> Don't take your clothes off. <laughs> The three of you enter a cave of a big red dragon and is standing over a hoard of precious golden rubies. And he says, what do you do, adventurers? I'm a dragon man. I cast fire on him. It's very good. I address the red dragon to say, us, we're the hosts of The Adventure Zone, a podcast about family playing Dungeons and Dragons. Very good synergy. Commit to the bit. I, I, <laughs> I roll to charm new listeners. It is very effective, <laughs> against all odds. Everybody, we're the Macroys. We host the Adventure Zone. It's a podcast where we play Dungeons & Dragons together. It's a comedy podcast. We don't take the rules too seriously because there's a lot of them, and we did not take the time to learn them. Maybe listen to us. We come out every other Thursday on the Maximum Fun Network. You can find us on iTunes or on MaximumFun.org. I think this promo is a critical hit. <laughs> MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.